This year marks the bicentennial celebrations of independence for many Central American countries. Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, Costa Rica, and Nicaragua all celebrate their independence on September 15th, and this year is the 200th anniversary. Other countries also celebrate their independence. Mexico, for example, celebrates the consummation of their independence in 1821 on September 16th. Chile celebrates its independence on September 18th and Belize on September 21st. Welcome to Gente and Health, a podcast by the Center for the Study of Latino Health and Culture. I'm the Center's director, Dr. David Hayes Bautista, otherwise known as the old Chicano professor. This podcast is an extension of the research we have been doing for many years. Join us as we discuss the state of Latinos and as we unearth the voices of Gente and Health. In September, Central Americans all around the United States gather to celebrate their national pride. From Los Angeles to Long Island, families and friends enjoy the festivities, watch the parades, celebrating the independence of the various Central American countries. However, what many don't know is that here in California, Central Americans have been celebrating their independence publicly for more than 100 years, more than a century, with parades in San Francisco and Los Angeles. Why would Central Americans be celebrating their independence a hundred years ago? Let's take a look at what this might mean. At our center at UCLA, the Center for the Study of Latino Health and Culture, as we've been trying to understand Latino health, one of our data sources have been the Spanish language newspapers published here in California ever since 1851. While we originally collected them to find out demographic data, because the Spanish language newspapers would announce births, marriages, and deaths that the English newspapers wouldn't bother to even mention, we also read other things about daily life here in California amongst the Spanish-speaking population. Now, the Spanish language newspapers brought in news, not just from California, uh, but also from other parts of the U.S., particularly parts that had other Spanish-language newspapers, such as Texas or Colorado, also from all around Latin America, from the Caribbean, South America, and Central America. So as we read these newspapers, we kind of get a sense of what was it like to be a Latino here in California 100 years ago, and even 150 years ago. We can read the news that mattered to their communities, news in Washington, News from Santiago de Chile, Santiago de Cuba, Santiago de España. Latinos in California have always maintained a connection to their patria's history, to what's happening in their home country. The older generation often commemorates events that occurred in the patria, and the younger generation, born here, increasingly bilingual, adapting their daily life to include these memories they inherit from their parents. This year marks the 200th anniversary of independence in Central America and in Mexico. Now, what's interesting is a hundred years ago, exactly 100 years ago this year in 1921, Central Americans here in California were celebrating the first centennial of Central American independence. So it's interesting. We're celebrating the first centennial of the first centennial. And why was this important? for Central Americans here in California? Well, Latin American independence was very much around values. 
And one of the values that was really important for almost every Latin American country, but particularly important for Central Americans, was the abolition of slavery. Under the Spanish, slavery had been part of society, and there had been a 200-year traffic uh, bringing slaves across the Atlantic Ocean to work in particularly the Caribbean, Central America, and Mexico. So one of the first things that almost every Latin American country did upon achieving independence from Spain was to abolish slavery. So, for example, in 1917, just a bit before the centennial, uh, there is an article in a Spanish-language newspaper published in San Francisco, and it is titled La Abolición de la Esclavitud en Centro América. And it discusses how Back in 1821, as the constitutions were being written, uh, the Central Americans got together and made sure that they included in their constitutions the utter, total, and complete abolition of slavery, period. Now, here in California, 100 years ago, and even 150 years ago, because this began during the gold rush, you had Latinos from all over, from every region of Central America, that were to become these separate independent countries, Nicaragua, Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, Belize, and eventually even Panama. But here in California, uh, quite often Latinos discovered that their events went better when they worked together. So another headline that we saw from a newspaper from exactly 100 years ago, the headline talks about Mexico, Centro America, and Chile celebrating their independence days. In fact, I'm going to read what they talk about. I'm going to read uh, how this newspaper, Saluda a las Repúblicas Hermanas de Guatemala, San Salvador, Honduras, Nicaragua y Costa Rica, que junto con México celebra en este mes de grandes glorias el primer centenario de su vida independiente. And remember, su vida independiente include, included the abolition of slavery, and racial equality in citizenship. So a hundred years ago, uh, Latinos from Central America, that would include people who had maybe recently immigrated from Central America and the grandchildren and great-grandchildren of people that had immigrated during the gold rush or even before, wanted to really do things right and celebrate the centennial of Central American independence. So we have another article, for example, titled, El Centenario de la Independencia Centroamericana. And it's interesting how the different groups would pull together. For example, la distinga dama guatemalteca, someone from Guatemala, Doña Julia de Godoy, was going to give a big celebration, which would include a, um, a mass in the uh, church of Nuestra Señora de Guadalupe, which is still standing. This is in San Francisco. It's right by Broadway, by the way, North Beach. And in the night, she had organized a huge dance at the Fairmont Hotel. I mean, this is a very, very big celebration. And the local Spanish language newspapers here in California reminded not only Central Americans, but all Spanish-speaking readers about the inclusiveness of commemoration of this centennial of Central American independence by alluding to, now 200 years ago, what happened, the día 15 de septiembre, de 1821, día aquel en que un círculo de amigos y patriotas de todos los credos políticos y de todas las creencias religiosas, a group of people, friends and patriots, 
from every political party and from all possible religious faiths got together to create the newly independent countries of Central America based on respect for human rights, abolition of slavery, racial equality and citizenship. And by the way, almost all the constitutions also included property rights for married women. Central Americans were very happy to share this legacy with their children, their grandchildren, with other Latino communities from Mexico, Chile, and other parts of South America and the Caribbean. And they'd often invite people to one another's Independence Day celebrations so that the Mexicanos who go to the Centroamericanos, the Centroamericanos who go to the Chilenos, the Chilenos who go to the Mexicanos, they would share sometimes speakers, poets, musicians, musical groups. They would sometimes celebrate together. Sometimes they celebrate sing, uh, separately, but always in the sense of, yes, we in Latin America created values that were very important for our countries. Abolition of slavery, racial equality, and property rights for married women. So this year is the bicentennial celebration of Central American independence. And I remember when uh, I first started hearing notices of celebrations of Central American independence. Actually, I started to see them during the American Civil War in the Spanish language newspapers published here in California, uh, where in particularly during the Civil War and the French were occupying Mexico and Don Pedro II was the emperor of Brazil and he was a cousin of Maximilian, by the way, who was going to be the emperor of Mexico. Um, that the Independence Day celebrations for uh, Latin American countries, particularly the September, took a special meaning. We're in the middle of the Civil War. The southern states, the slave states, are fighting to create a brand new country that would be based on slavery forever and uh, white supremacy forever. Thus is really a very important public statement that the Latin American countries say, we have our independence and we abolish slavery and we guaranteed racial equality and citizenship. So it was a good time to remind people that there are some good Americano, good Centro-Americano values that are important for this country, the United States of America. And when I first saw these, I, I, I was amazed about how involved people were from Centro-America in Latino daily society here in California during the American Civil War. They joined the efforts to drive the French out of Mexico they joined the efforts to let the rest of the world know where Latinos stood on the issues of the Civil War. Latinos, were in, or Latinos from Central America were involved in the organizing of events. They were involved in setting up schools. Uh, some even were involved in going down to Central America to fight the filibusters during the gold rush, William Walker. Uh, just every part of California history has had uh, marked Central American participation. So... One of the things I like to take away from this, as I was reading these articles, and it's like in real time what they were doing, is back then, 150 years ago, 100 years ago, these articles were emphasizing the need for us to work together, particularly here in the United States, uh, particularly here in California, to organize together, to celebrate together. Now, just um, one final thought about this togetherness. Kind of people tell me, ah, you're always pie in the sky, happiness, etc. Well, what's wrong with that? But we do need to remember that for nearly 300 years, Central America, Mexico, Cuba, 
Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, and Latinos living in the United States from San Agustin, Florida, to San Francisco and California, all belonged to one political economic unit, el Virreinato de la Nueva España, the Viceroyalty of New Spain. And we all moved around within that. The borders that we think of today, the national borders, didn't exist back then. So we traded together, we did all kinds of things together. And that builds on an even older set of networks. Before the Europeans came, the Mesoamerican networks where jade that was mined just north of Santa Fe in New Mexico was traded all the way down to Nicaragua, where maca feathers from Guatemala found their way up to the southwest to Casas Grandes. Uh, so we have always been working together one way and then another, whether we spoke indigenous languages, whether we speak Spanish, etc. The borders that we know today actually are fairly recent, only 200 years old. Uh, we have a much longer history of working together, both in Mesoamerica and in here. So with that thought, let's go off to remind ourselves 200 years ago today, a new country was brought, a new set of countries was brought forth, dedicated to the proposition that all people are created equal, and that slavery was abolished, and that was not Abraham Lincoln, that's us. We're doing it 30 years before Abraham Lincoln did. So just one thing to remind us, now that we have our independence and we no longer have to bow to a king, we can actually elect our officials. This is an election uh, season. We do have an election this uh, September. So please vote. Su voto es su voz. Voting is just one of the many ways you can make your voice heard. And if you are for some reason not able to vote, find a friend who is eligible to vote and encourage them to vote. Encourage the family to vote and do it safely. Wear a mask. That's all for this week. Thank you all for listening. And please remember to subscribe to our podcast if you haven't done so already. This podcast was written and produced by Brandy Lopez and Giselle Hernandez. Our executive producers are Adriana Valdez and Seda Santiso Greenwood. Editing is provided by Elias Rodriguez. And music this week was provided by Mariachi de Uclatlan. Tune in for the next episode as we delve further into the topics of Latino culture, gente, and health.